0: Hey guys, welcome to Enneagram Plus Yoga, a podcast for the body, heart, and mind. This is part two with Beth Capici from the Never Perfect Podcast. We're talking about relationships again today and how the Enneagram can help us, whether we're in a partnership, a marriage, whatever it is, even friendships, it can help us to understand those people in our lives better. So thanks for listening. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation with Beth.
1: So
2: mm-hmm. I was telling Beth before we started, um, before we started taping and it's funny that I'm going to say, it because I'm sitting in a room with two therapists, but I've had stigma about therapy and Christy, you and I had the private yeah. conversations mm-hmm. Humongous stigma about therapy, mm-hmm. you know, which I know for you like you brush your teeth. Why wouldn't you do therapy? Like yeah. it's silly. But for, for me it was a huge hang up, huge deal. So after, Being together for 21 years, Kevin and I had done some marriage therapy. And during our sessions, and for us, it was to learn communication, which the four Mm -hmm. horsemen, because, Mm -hmm. you know, we, and silly to say, we did not communicate effectively, kindly in, in In any conducive way, so you know it was good when it was good, but God forbid something goes wrong because if we had to have an argument, oh, heads mm-hmm. were rolling, you know <laughs> like who can live that way a seven and one can
0: argue right yeah. exactly <laughs> right, in
2: completely different ways yeah. as well, and uh-huh. we couldn't we didn 't understand why he would argue this way, and I would argue this way, and nothing would mm-hmm. get resolved. everybody mm-hmm. would still be in an argument anyway. But we would start every single therapy. Um, our therapist was asked, Tell me three wonderful things about your partner. Mm. And I was like, How about we, like, can we say it every day? And yeah. then he would think silly, like, He knows he's a good husband. He knows he's yeah. a good dad. But does he? Yikes. And you would be surprised mm. to see him, like, like physically. Light up physically to Mm -hmm. hear, you know, I noticed this, I really appreciated that, he, you know, went out of his... Whatever minor or major, mm-hmm. it's miraculous. Going back to the flower blooming, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and it's important just to recognize it, but to say it to your partner. Yeah, yeah. to say it they consistently, it. right? Mm-hmm. Consistently, never get tired of hearing it every day, right? Mm-hmm. Three things, yeah. So that's what I'm gonna put I on the table. That's that. what I've learned in therapy. I was telling Beth, I, I was like, it. people who went to therapy once, here's what I've learned in therapy, uh-huh. but here's what I've
0: learned in therapy. I love love it. I love it. Yeah. And I mean, I think I said it at the beginning, but my husband and I are in couples therapy mm-hmm. and we've done it off and on throughout our marriage. And I, I just think that it's been really helpful to us yeah. because life is hard. Life is hard. Uh-huh. And sometimes you need that outside person to help you navigate it. And I'm yep. a therapist, but mm-hmm. I need a therapist. I need yep. somebody who can look at things that I can't see. Right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I'm in the middle blind of it. spot. Because right? yeah. you're human. Yeah. Yeah. On top yeah. of being
2: a therapist, yeah. you're human. I
0: am. Yeah. Very human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... And it's been good for us. Um, And I mean, I have an individual therapist too. I mean, Uh I just would be the first to say like, you can't do the type of work that we're in or you can't do life without having somebody, you know, to be there for you. And not to say you need it all the time, Mm -hmm. but I think people need to check in Mm -hmm. on, especially during the hard times, like the pandemic, like when Mm -hmm. you're a new mom, like when you just got married, whatever the transition is Mm -hmm. during transitions, it's really yeah. important yeah. Um, oh, yeah. to check in with somebody, so and not waiting until
1: that. you're in a crisis, right? Mm-hmm. As well, which right. I think a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Like one of the the partners is ready to leave yeah. or divorce, or, yeah. or they're having an affair. But if yeah. they've caught it when. They were, you know, fifty percent right. unhappy instead of eighty yeah. or ninety percent right. unhappy. Well, well,
2: and that's what kind of was holding me back. And I'll tell you, as a consumer of therapy, I was like, everything is fine. Mm-hmm. Like yes, mm-hmm. nothing. We're not in a crisis. Mm-hmm. Nobody has this? affairs. Yes. Nobody withholding money. There's nobody. Yeah. Like you would think, you would go through if things, if world is crashing around right. you. But it was fine. And we still went. And we're so much better for it. Yes. So that's what I would say to people mm-hmm. who are thinking that it's, you know, your leg is cut off. And that's yeah. when you go to the doctor. No. Yeah. You you sprain your ankle. You might yeah. want to go take a look at it. Yeah. Because it's not ideal. The same thing. But the yeah. stigma is. I and like also it was, you know, I would think, well, we can figure it out. Why can't, like, this. We've been together for 21 years. Like, we, we should be able, should, (laughs) we should be able to figure this out. Because again, it's not a crisis. And yet we needed somebody's help, a professional Mm -hmm. help, a third party who would say, "Mm, Mm -hmm. have you noticed this? How about, have you tried that? The simplest things that Mm -hmm. we would have never tried and Mm -hmm. continued with the, you know mm-hmm. Achilles' heel that we had communication. Oh, we yeah. did not communicate well with each other.
1: It mm-hmm. takes so much courage to go to counseling. Mm-hmm. It is and so to vulnerable to say that
2: you're going because people think something's wrong with you.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. something's yeah. wrong with you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like you said, they think there's an affair or something like S- that. Yes, and it, instead, yes, it's, it's about like. No, marriage is hard. And we you just maintain need maintain the maintenance. health of that marriage. Yeah.
2: You're yeah. maintaining the health. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. kudos to y'all for doing work that you do because, wooey.
1: <laughs> well, I, going back to the Enneagram and couples, yeah. I have couples sometimes where I'll, I'll be seeing, you know, the man or the woman and they'll say, We need a marriage therapist. And uh, I, several times I've said, Go to an Enneagram coach because. I think an Enneagram coach is an amazing way to approach mm-hmm. marital issues.
0: Yeah. yeah. Because
1: like you were saying, Christy, just the fact that just the paradigm, we all have different strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. and there do, we don't need to have any shame or any shock in that. Mm-hmm. Like we all bring a lot to the table, mm-hmm. but we all have issues and a downside to our upside yeah. And nobody has to say, oh, the nine is better than the five or the eight is better than Mm -hmm, the two. It's like we all have a skill set and just understanding that culture and that different world of the person we're with and not devaluing it or being egocentric. Mm -hmm. Um, So I am just such a huge fan of using, you know, that. And I think that for usually men are more reluctant to do marriage therapy than women. I hate to be stereotypical, but I think it's true. Mm -hmm. And if I think that more men, if they thought, okay, we're going to do this Enneagram coaching to understand our Mm -hmm. differences, they would be less resistant or, you know, insecure about it. Um, Yeah.
0: A good place to start with a certified Enneagram coach. If your spouse is not ready for therapy. I think so. Yeah. 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 And it, it might feel a little easier because there is still a stigma with counseling, especially in the South. Mm -hmm. Um, and like you said, women are communicators it's easier for us Mm -hmm. sometimes to Mm -hmm. practice that vulnerability because we've grown up Mm -hmm. you know often being given permission to do that whereas some men you know are not um necessarily nurtured to share their feelings and so um it makes sense that maybe coaching might feel a little bit like you know easier for for a man and also
2: just the word coaching versus therapy Mm -hmm. like what man hasn't played football, soccer, baseball, oh, volleyball, right. basketball, something? Mm-hmm. And whom do you respect? You respect the coach,
0: right? Oh, and just I like the that. And yeah. psychologically, yeah, subconsciously,
2: I think is easier to observe absorb than therapy, right?
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, and you know, so many marriage problems really do just come from the differences. And yeah. if the Enneagram coach is there to understand your spouse's, your partner's world and how they're different than we are. Mm -hmm. It's just a lot less threatening. Mm -hmm. And really if, if people were better at communicating, that wouldn't be as much of an issue, Mm -hmm. but a lot more people would go and just say, okay, let's help me understand my spouse and how different they Mm -hmm. are and Mm -hmm. let them understand me. And Mm -hmm. what I bring to the table. Um, and I loved some of the phrases you all used of, you said living into that mm-hmm. and, and like the plant withering and mm-hmm. just when you there's some quote that's something like try to be the person that people think you are or mm-hmm. that people believe you to be yeah. like a yeah. sort of like a self-fulfilling pros- prophecy mm-hmm. um, so if your spouse sees your good sides yeah. mm-hmm. and you want to Kind of like me with Remo saying, I'm, I'm so proud of you socially. And it mm-hmm. makes him want to be that person that yeah. I see him to yeah. be. Mm-hmm. But if you're critical or just, oh, I hate that you're not organized right. or I, mm-hmm. w- I hate that you're not social or something. It just makes them shrivel yeah. and feel yeah, only criticized without yeah. that balance of the yeah. five to one positives to negative. Yeah. Um, that yeah. doesn't make people bloom and become their best selves. No. It makes them... no. Um and,
0: and we know that, you know, with with clients we've had who've grown up in homes with a lot of shame and criticism, mm-hmm. you know, that they, they do not see themselves, um, you accurately. know, accurately. Yeah. Yeah. They have a lot of insecurity and, and versus kids who are in homes where they're given permission to be who they are and they're encouraged mm-hmm. for who they are. You know, there's often a lot more confidence, mm-hmm. not to say that we don't all have shame as human beings, yeah. but there's a difference. And, uh, and so the same would be true with marriage that, um, you know, who we tell our partners they are, they will become, mm-hmm.
1: um, you yeah, know,
0: the, the kind of yoga saying what you practice, you become what mm. you affirm your partner is going yes. to become. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. when you think about people speaking about talking to your plants, I heard a recent study of like, if you talk nicely to your plants versus you say terrible things to your plant versus you ignore it. Mm-hmm. they're they've done some research showing those plants mm-hmm. shrivel if you if you're mean to them and they yeah. they grow and bloom and I mean all the more people you know what you say really that energy yeah. affects yeah. the outcome so much there's um, a good
0: um Uh, documentary about that it's an old one called what the bleep do we know anyways Hmm. but it it's uh, about quantum physics and it talks about even like snowflakes like if you bless them if you affirm them like you can actually see them shift and change and become more beautiful I know it sounds really weird well
1: yeah but but I
0: mean they're starting to be like science that says the trees communicate with one another. Yes. And that, like, they're, you know, I don't know. Through the I'm, mushrooms and Yeah. Them. <laughs> I'm not, like, a scientist, <laughs> so I don't know how to describe this in the way that um, somebody – might who's maybe a five on the Enneagram uh-huh. and so yeah. knowledgeable. Before I don't I'm have the words that stuff but... is through my five. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh that's a good a good one. What the bleep do we know anyway? So I would encourage you to check out that documentary. That sounds
1: good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, one more neat um image or idea that you all can maybe keep in the back of your mind file it away. I talked about this with a client yesterday yeah. and it, it's popped into my mind as we were talking today. When you think of the different Enneagram types, Mm -hmm. and you think of sports, and I'll just use soccer, you know, the people that are the the left wings or the offensive players Mm -hmm. um, have different skill sets than the people who are defensive players Mm -hmm. or the goalie. Mm -hmm. And, you know, should the the people that are defenders make fun of the people in the front for not being as good at, you know, protecting the goal or seeing Mm -hmm. what's going to happen or should the people, the wings make fun of the people in the back for not being as fast or the midfielders, they, they can run everywhere. And we just are meant to, to serve different purposes and Mm -hmm. bring different sets and different um, values and priorities and things to the table. And so that's the part that is really interesting. You know, when I did a podcast on dating, I said, we shouldn't treat our people that we date or end up with permanently as um oh they complete me it sounds mm-hmm. so romantic yeah. to mm-hmm. say i'm half a person yeah. and i'm i'm empty but with you my life feels meaningful yeah. and has purpose and i think that's very dangerous mm-hmm. yeah. but Once you are in a relationship, I do see ways that the Enneagram types, we do complete each other in a sense with our skill sets and our priorities. It's Mm -hmm. not that I was an empty, sad, depressed person before I met you. That's Mm -hmm. scary. Mm -hmm. You need to be healthy, I think, Mm -hmm. before you date, ideally. But if you look at your partner as, thank goodness that I have someone lighthearted and spontaneous when I'm a big planner. Yeah. And I'm a task person yeah. or thank goodness yeah. I have a helper who's very relational when I'm an achiever and I might forget about the relationships, yeah. you know, that yeah. you just say you bring so much perspective that I don't have yeah. and we complement each other. We don't necessarily yeah. complete each other, but we, I like we provide I a love fuller that. package. So I love that. I, that helps me a lot mm-hmm. to think of it that way.
0: That's an awesome way to look at it. That's a good distinction, to not complete one another, but complement one Mm -hmm. another. Yeah. I think that's really... Yeah,
1: Yeah, because we are missing pieces. It's not... We just, you just can't have every, you can't be yeah. the most organized yeah. person and the most spontaneous person right. at the same mm-hmm. time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You can't learn everything at home in this hole in the closet investigating if you love mm-hmm. to be with people and you get your energy mm-hmm. off people. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do it. At
2: all. I love the word compliment. And you know, somebody whose English is not my first language, you know, I would always say we're better together, but Like, Mm. you don't make me better. I stand on my own. I make me better. Mm -hmm. right? You compliment. I absolutely love that. Mm -hmm. The way that that makes me feel and think about a relationship. Because, you know, a lot of times when you say a word and maybe you didn't even mean it that way, but that starts getting into your psyche. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you complete me. Well, yeah. are you, am, I'm incomplete. I'm incomplete. Yeah, right. Or we, you make me better. Right. I'm bad. I'm bad. Right. But,
1: you know, yeah. compliment is. You want them on your team. I love and it. And that's a on your way to team. look at it. Yes. yes. You're on the same team. I love
0: that professional <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about the two and how they experience the three now. So uh, for me and my relationship, I love Andrew, my husband, because he is energetic and optimistic and upbeat. Um, He's uh, successful. He makes a a good impression with people. He can relate to different groups of people. So this is, again, from the book, Are You My Type? Am I Yours?, Um, He gives me a sense of freedom um, by not pulling at me to be responsible for him. I would definitely Mm. say that that's true for me. Um, But the trouble that this book says that I might have with Andrew, which... I can relate to all of these. He can be overly sensitive to criticism. So Mm -hmm. what is beneath that for him is a fear of failure. And that's Mm -hmm. true for all threes, that Mm -hmm. just like the five fears incompetence, Mm -hmm. the three fears failure. And so I can remember saying something to him very early on in his marriage, and he took it so personally. And I was like really, really shocked by it. But I I learned from that, like that he, you know, I just have to be careful and he can remember things that ex-girlfriends have said that, like, just have stuck with him Mm -hmm. that I would never have remembered. Like, you know, I just, as a two, I just would have let that go. But he can hold on and be sensitive and and really fear that that failure or fear um, just not being seen as good enough. Because, again, it's the image triad. Um, Get defensive when I try to discuss problems in our relationships. Actually, he can do some of that, but he and this is where not everything's going to line up. He stonewalls more like he just kind of pulls away and retreats. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even though other threes might get defensive because they are in the group that moves against. So again, the three, the seven, and the eight are the moving against types. So, so they can get defensive. I wouldn't say Andrew always does that. Um, can be self-important and boast. Um, he can sometimes do that, and that is a three quality. They say that mm-hmm. the the talking style of the three is self-promotion, mm. and that can kind of get on other personalities' nerves who, mm-hmm. who aren't used to talking in the in those ways. So I, I can hear that. And they can be involved in leaving their mark, so involved in leaving their mark that they neglect their personal life and they seem to be married to their work. And, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, definitely he works hard, like, mm-hmm. at work, volunteering in the community, um, helping out with his parents. Like, he is definitely a doer. And, mm-hmm. and so that... Can end up causing some friction in our relationship because even though, as a helper, I do a lot of doing too. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, we definitely, um, that's a strength that we have as well. Like, mm-hmm. I think about like with the house. He is an equal helper in getting things done in the house. And I was thinking about that last night and how much I value that. Like, you know, we had had like an accident with some of the cat litter falling down the stairs and he was right there like sweeping it up with me. Uh I always tell him that like, I am so lucky that I have an equal helper when it comes to household chores because not everybody has that. that's true. Like he's a hard worker and that's his strength, Mm -hmm. but it also causes friction when he's like, like, you know, just so spread too too many things. Like you said, that's something you and, um, your husband, you know, struggle with a little Mm -hmm. bit. And so same here. So that's what I would say about my dear three. Um, so (laughs) yeah, again, the Enneagrams just helping us to learn, you know, these are the strengths and yet there's also the growing edges that our partner has. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost, what, would you, what would you say about the five? the twos and the fives? Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: It's almost like you, it, the book and the concept is here's what you can expect with a five mm-hmm. or a two. Like this is what they're really good at. But the flip side is mm-hmm. a little too much of that thing or, or the downside. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so the same book you mentioned says that, you know, for what a two might observe or notice in a five um, is, and my husband, I would say a lot of this is very true of him, it, have an appealing, understated sense of humor. Definitely. People think he's really funny. Uh, we do have different senses of humor, but um, it does overlap at times. He does listen very well and he gives really good feedback. Like he's a very mm. engaging conversationalist and mm-hmm. my father loves to talk to him because he's just very, very responsive and mm-hmm. engaged. Um this one I didn't see as much. It likes to touch and be close. Um, he's, he doesn't really like a lot of just affection, walking around or whatever.
0: I would say that's only true for the sexual subtype five, oh. that, that they are like that, okay. that they, they want a lot of the touch and closeness. But I don't think that's true for the other fives. The social five or yeah, whatever type Or okay. self-preservation. I don't see okay. that as much, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't understand those subtypes. I want to learn more about that. Um, have the ability to be independent, objective, and detached. And definitely the comment here is twos kind of tend to lack those. I am pretty independent, but I, I am not good at being detached for sure. And I'm definitely more emotional than Mm -hmm. objective, um, calm, quiet, and steady. Um, I wouldn't say he's calm or quiet. He's steady. Um, but he's you know he's got that Italian Scottish personality, mm-hmm. so again you see those other pieces that maybe yeah. just you know override the the tendencies um and he's more interdirected for sure and tries to get me to be more interdirected, so mm-hmm. I would agree with the majority of those for my husband, and then the the ways that I can have trouble with my husband or a five um and i and i'm it is interesting, I'm sure your listeners know that most of these. There's like the, um, observer slash, is it in, in investigator? investigator. Mm-hmm. So those interchangeable, like mm-hmm. a two is a helper giver. They all mm-hmm. have two At least titles, two names. At least yeah. two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. Um, so I have trouble with fives because they get wrapped up in projects or studies and don't give me enough attention. That, that can be true. Um, withdraw and leave, leave me feeling hurt and abandoned. Um, yeah, I, I see that one more with feeling like I need help with something, mm-hmm. maybe like an mm-hmm. act of service. Like, I'm glad you're listening to that, but we've got a lot of things that need to be done. And, you know, we don't really maybe have time to listen to that seminar or read that book right now. There's too much. So maybe not so much mm-hmm. me feeling hurt, but feeling maybe resentful that he gets preoccupied. Um, too abstract. Um, definitely see that looks down on me for being too emotional, too sensitive, uh, really for sure. um, You know, thinks I get too worked up or upset or like the kids' struggles, I get too Mm -hmm. emotional about their struggles and things like that. Um, Definitely avoiding parties and socializing. Um, But the, the irony, and I don't know how often this happens with a five, but he does, as I said before, he sort of dreads them like I would dread writing a paper. But then yeah. once he gets there he does great. He enjoys it. Yeah. So I don't you know he'll just say I'm tired. I don't have the en- energy for that. So it, he expects it to drain him like mm-hmm. an introvert would expect. Yeah. A social engagement but then he really does seem to have fun the majority of the time so
2: and one i don't think should be mutually exclusive of the other he still can have fun and it still could be draining right yeah. that's true that he needs to replenish after yeah, you yeah. Know? so that shows dedication and growth on his end like for playing ball, okay, I don't want to, but I'm gonna play ball. I'm not gonna just sit there like a sourpuss, right? Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean just because
0: he had fun, he's not exhausted by yeah. it. Yeah,
1: drains the social battery. Yeah, that's true.
0: And I would say that we can get into typing each of the nine types mm-hmm. in ways that are negative, like that we can say about the five that oh, you know, they they're just a bookworm and they're maybe socially awkward and. More often than not, that's not true at all. Like, mm-hmm. I know so many fives who are social creatures, who um, are just great conversationalists, mm-hmm. even who are generous. Like, sometimes mm-hmm. we stereotype the five um, as like mean, being stingy, greedy. Yeah. yeah. And they're not always that way. Like, it, it's no, he's
1: not like that either.
0: No, it's like it could be that they withhold. Um, affection it mm-hmm. could be that they hold on to all their knowledge and don't share it it could be that they hold on to their money but it it's just different for every five mm-hmm. what the withholding looks like and mm-hmm. so i would say that you know the same thing goes with like how social they are that some of them you know, are just really great conversationalist and, you know, engaging Mm -hmm. people. Now that doesn't mean though that they don't need their alone time. Like Kat said, they still might be worn out by the party and need to like be a turtle and go in their shell for a little while. So, I mean, I just think they're still more often than not the type that needs to withdraw and go inward to kind of recover from the Mm -hmm. party, but that doesn't mean that they're not social creatures and, and great at you know, showing up in the world when they do. Right. And again, it's about healthy average, below average. Like we Mm -hmm. can all be operating at different places in our fiveness or Mm -hmm. nineness or whatever number you are. So yeah, um, interesting stuff. So we were maybe going to look at the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Do you guys want to do that? Again, John Gottman, we've been giving him a lot of shout outs throughout this podcast, Mm -hmm. but he's a great person to read. If you're ever having any issues in your relationship and who doesn't have issues right. in their relationship exactly. like we've been talking about. So he came up with the four horsemen. And of course that language is kind of biblical language, but he's not like he's not like a Christian psychotherapist yeah. Yeah. or anything, but that's just the language he uses. Um and so and he also talks about how to stop them with different antidotes. Uh, so, you want to start out? Yeah, at- I'll kick it off. So, the first one is criticism, a eh, one that's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> no,
2: but um, honestly, it's the one um, that's something that I do struggle with, and that's where the therapy really helped me because um, when I, for example, would criticize, I do it in an effort to make you better. So Mm -hmm. you will realize the mess up and then you'll fix it. Like a coach. And like, you're (laughs) welcome for that. But apparently that is not how it translates to, Uh to somebody else. So the, um, the example of criticism would be verbally attacking or blaming your partner's character. For example, why do you always make us late? Mm-hmm. And the antidote for that, a different approach to consider would be a gentle startup, like state how you feel about the situation and what you need. So example, I feel frustrated about being late, I need to be on time. And I think just saying it different takes all the fire and the spark and the explosiveness Mm -hmm. out of what you're saying and it's much more conducive, effective Mm -hmm. way to resolve whatever it yeah, is it you works need to better. resolve exactly but it is you know so if you hear yourself and probably you know not just criticizing others but criticizing yourself be mindful of how you can reframe that criticism so it doesn't feel like a jab in the heart mm-hmm. but as this is how it makes me feel could you help me do it different yes or it's important to me mm-hmm. could you help me switch it up? Mm-hmm. so that's a criticism
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would just say, like, for the four horsemen, uh, John Gottman says that if you're living in all four of these, which we're going to talk about, criticism, defensiveness, contempt, and stonewalling, it can be an indicator that you're moving towards the end of your marriage or Mm -hmm. partnership. Mm -hmm. And so um, just really checking in with, you know, how are you doing with each of these four? Mm -hmm. And if you feel like... I'm criticizing my partner, I'm feeling some contempt and resentment, I'm being defensive, I'm stonewalling and kind Mm -hmm. of walking away, then that might be a sign that, you know, you're just not in the healthiest place in your relationship and need to go get some help, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so, um, and I think that probably, again, when we're in those times of transition or experiencing stress, all of us, even people who have good marriages can be guilty of moving into one or more Mm -hmm. of these. So it's just something to keep checking in about. And so the one that I'm going to talk about is defensiveness. Um, And of course that's um, victimizing yourself to ward off a perceived attack or to reverse the blame. So if your partner is saying something like, you're always late, like here you are and you're late again. Mm -hmm. And you know, I don't like being 10 minutes late. Um, And then your response is come on, you know, I have a hard time getting up in the morning. Like, that's a defensive response. Like, Mm -hmm. um, instead of saying to your partner, affirming what they say, I know I I am running late. That really is something I want to work on like there's there's ways that mm-hmm. you can like pull away from that defensiveness and a lot of times it's just hearing your partner and try not to say take it so personally mm-hmm. knowing that that stress uh might be about them mm-hmm. and not really about you so trying to depersonalize is really important when you're feeling defensive like when I can feel the defensiveness coming on taking that yoga breath is really important mm-hmm. to just find a breath mm-hmm. in and a breath out because that can help me to pause like between you know whatever their anger towards me and my reaction. Mm-hmm. I think that pause in between is really, really helpful so that that um, can be helpful. So just taking responsibility can be helpful. trying not to take it. So personally, affirming whatever the person said instead of taking the defensive mm-hmm. posture, those can be some pathways out of the defensiveness. And then just knowing, you know, if you are defensive, apologize and give yourself grace because it happens to the best of us. So mm-hmm. if you do end up being defensive, like, can you go and apologize to the person and say, I'm I'm really sorry. I think you were stressed out this morning and, and I didn't respond the way that I wanted to. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a, maybe a way to yeah. get out
1: of it. It takes but, a big person to
0: apologize
1: and accept responsibility. Mm -hmm. And and hopefully tools like the Enneagram give us a sense of self-acceptance and Mm -hmm. where we don't feel threatened to say, Hey, I mess up or we all make mistakes. We're not perfect. This is not a strength that I have. Mm -hmm. Not that that's an excuse to not try to work on our weaknesses, but just that self-acceptance can make us more willing to own fault because some people can't apologize. Some people can't admit any responsibility they just want to blame blame you know yeah yeah so it takes a big person to do that yeah yeah
0: yeah. and i think that's what we're working on through the enneagram and through therapy and through yoga is becoming that bigger person Mm -hmm. and letting down our
1: defenses yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah
1: so you want me to talk about stonewalling now Yeah. yeah i chose this one just because i think this is the one i do the most and um Stonewalling is probably the most unusual term out of these. Um, Yeah. But it's defined as withdrawing from interaction to avoid conflict and convey disapproval, distance, and separation. So kind of like the silent treatment, um, Mm -hmm. you know, distancing yourself. And a thought with that might be, I can't take this anymore. I got to get out of here. Kind of a punitive, punishing, distancing approach, but silently with, with less words and less, you know, communication. And I think one of the reasons I do this is because as a two and a people pleaser, I don't like that, the blatant confrontation, but you know, I'm realizing that giving people, you know, your, your feelings and sharing how, what Mm -hmm. you need and communicating clearly is more loving, even if it hurts a bit, which Mm -hmm. it often does but that's better than punishing them by, you know, doing the silent treatment or just shutting down. That's very hurtful and it's not informative, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. They're not learning how you feel and learning to understand you better. They're just like probably thinking, "What's your problem?" Mm-hmm. or "I feel abandoned or something." So the alternate or the uh, antidote for this is self-soothing, so taking a break And using a word or a signal that you both agree on, maybe you tell your partner ahead of time, you know, when I feel flooded or overwhelmed, I may just have a 30-minute break, a timeout, and then go for a walk, calm myself down, and then we can talk again. So I'm Mm -hmm. not going to not speak to you for some, you know, unknown period of time. I just need a little break to calm down, and then maybe we can talk in 30 minutes.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I agree. So what we do in our marriage is, which Kevin gets to Stonewall, and for somebody who doesn't, it's so important to have it resolved right now. And if I don't have it resolved, Mm -hmm. I'm going to explode. So (laughs) what we do is, if he's not ready to talk about whatever, um, I am to give him 24 hours. But he is to tell me that within that 24 hours he will be ready to have a conversation. And that I feel like is manageable piece for both parties because he gets his time mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. gather his thoughts and process whatever he needs to. But then it's not leaving me left indefinitely yeah. with the unresolved whatever it is mm-hmm. that we don't that's have resolved. Great. So that's a little... Work around the stonewalling situation because a lot of times maybe 30 minutes would not be enough. Right. Mm-hmm. Like depending on the depending on the conflict you and know. And that makes
1: so much sense because yeah. you want to fix it immediately yes. and return to perfection yes. or Yes. Uh, and he wants to flee and yes. enjoy life and not yes. have to deal with these hard mm-hmm. conversations. Yes. Mm-hmm. And
2: it takes a while to kind of get to that place to be able to have that difficult conversation. Wow.
1: So 24 hours, that's, that's what we have. That's fair. That's mm-hmm. great. And then yeah. you know. And, yeah. And he has some accountability. Right. Like- right.
2: Exactly. And that's the fair way to engage that's great,
1: wow. yeah, and yeah. It, and really, if you think about it, that's such a great compromise valuing the other person's need, which mm-hmm. might be the opposite of yours, correct. Mm-hmm. You need a solution mm-hmm. in a time mm-hmm. <laughs> you a know, timely mm-hmm. fashion, mm-hmm. and he would like to avoid yeah. indefinitely, yeah, but his he wants to give you the resolution that you need, mm-hmm. and you give him the time to unflood or yeah decompress Mm -hmm. first so you're both respecting
2: the other person's needs and we didn't come up with this goodness that's a fruit of therapy oh right yeah that's great yeah yeah well let me take the last one so the last one would be contempt which is attacking your partner's sense of self with insulting or abusive language that communicates superiority and you know that's ironic because from what i have heard if you have contempt in a relationship it's it's really like we're sinking you need to do something it is you have you're hemorrhaging mm-hmm. and um english being my second language, language and i've spoken english for 36 years i had to look up the translation for mm-hmm. contempt in mm-hmm. russian to mm-hmm. fully understand it mm-hmm. because i thought that makes no sense like in a courtroom i hold you in contempt yeah. like why is it so terrible but it truly is feeling about the partner that they're less than mm. which mm-hmm. is the work that's an absolute mm-hmm. worst. So mm-hmm. if you're guilty, there's an example. I learned how to tell time when I was five. When are you going to learn? Mm-hmm. You know that is so insulting, like
1: demeaning,
2: demeaning mm-hmm. less than. So to counter that, consider describe your own feelings and needs. So express your positive needs instead of your partner's flaws. And the different one to say this would be it's important to me to be punctual. Please help me with that. Yeah. And do you see how from the insult you just basically had a very positive statement and asked for help. Oh, by yeah. the way. Would yeah. you be awesome? Because I know you are and help me with with, with mm-hmm. this problem. Right. So that's to me out of the four horsemen, and y'all have studied this um wonderful gentleman much more than I have, but that would be the worst kind of to watch out for. If this is present in your relationship, mm-hmm. this is when. You have got to not walk, but run into mm-hmm. therapist's office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's you, true. If you want to resolve it, yeah. If you want to find a better way, because I think there's that you're you're just destroying a person, with. right? Yeah. yeah.
1: And that will
0: not last. If you want it to last, you've got to fix that stat. Yeah. And to bring yoga into this, um, we end yoga classes with the word namaste, mm-hmm. and. Of course, that really simply means I see you or I honor you. Like if we're looking mm, at the Sanskrit, right. that's the closest definition is I see you or I honor you. And contempt happens when we stop seeing and honoring yeah. our partner. Mm. Yeah. And so we say that in in class, but I mean, that's really, really important. And especially in this polarized world, like let's go beyond just partnerships and marriages. Mm-hmm. Like we've got to keep seeing and honoring one another especially those who think different than Mm -hmm. us politically or whatever the case may be, religiously. Like, we've got to find our way back to one another. And when we do that, you know, our relationships can thrive and, you know, this country can find its way to a healthier place as well. And I really want that. I want that for marriages. You know, that's part of why I do what I do. And Mm -hmm. I want that for individuals. And Mm -hmm. I want that for this country.
1: Yes.
0: And um, so this is hard work, but the most important work we could be doing to find that those words of namaste and to live them out, mm-hmm. you know, so. Nicely said. Um, what a way to finish such <laughs> an awesome conversation. <laughs> Thank you, Beth, for joining Thank us. Thank you. enjoyed yeah. it, as always. It's been so fun. I love it. <laughs>
1: in
0: this meditation, let's find a breath in and a breath out. I'm bring prayer hands to your forehead, thumbs touching your third eye, setting an intention to remain inquisitive and to seek out experiences where we sharpen the mind. But also tune in to the monkey mind. What have been the negative thoughts today? And how can you reframe them in a positive way? Find three breaths in and out. to your heart space, maybe one palm touching the heart and the other hand touching the hand touching the heart, find a breath in, find a breath out, setting an intention to care for your emotional self, knowing that we can do that in a variety of ways, including therapy, but also just paying attention to our feelings and take a moment to tune into your feelings right now. What am I feeling? Breathing three sets of breath here. hands coming to the stomach, now we're in the body center, and with our hands at our stomach, setting an intention to take care of our bodies, to be physical, to be active, to practice embodiment in a variety of ways, and just as you breathe, setting some intentions for how you want to move in your body today and this week. Thinking about how you might do that. Breathing in. Breathing out. Two more cleansing sets of breath. And then bring prayer hands to your heart and inhale, sweep the hands up. And then exhale, bring them back to your heart. And as we make this circle, inhale, sweep the hands up, palms touch. Think about that circle surrounding the three triads. And again, the three triads are the head triad, the heart triad, and the body triad. And we want to find equilibrium and balance where we're caring for all three parts of ourselves. So continue with this moving meditation. Inhale, hands up, palms touch. Exhale, bring your hands to your heart. So how can you continue to care for your head space, your intellect, for your heart space, your emotions, and for your body space, your physicality? And then take notice of the circle surrounding these three triads that we're making in this moving meditation as we inhale. Bring our hands up, palms connect, and exhale, bring the prayer hands back. And maybe that circle represents the spirit, the divine. Some people call it that energy bigger than us. It also is an essential part of who we are. And then bringing prayer hands back to your heart, know that the light in me sees and honors the light in each of you. Namaste.